sure you've seen a mango pit before. And if you plant that mango pit properly, it will probably grow up to be what? A mango tree, of course. Well, when God made that mango pit, he locked inside it all the power needed for it to become a mango tree. If you believe in Jesus, God has given you power on the inside to be what he wants you to be. He wants you to bring honor and glory to him. So listen today to our memory verse. It's found in 1 Corinthians 10, 31. It says, whether therefore ye eat or drink or whatsoever ye do, do all to the glory of God. 1 Corinthians 10, 31. Now we know that the Bible is the true word of God. And how you find this verse is first you have to find the book. There are 66 books in the Bible. It would take you a long time to read through the Bible. This verse is found in 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians is in the New Testament part of the Bible because the Bible has two big sections, the Old Testament and the New Testament. This verse, 1 Corinthians, is found in the New Testament, and it was written by a man named Paul. God gave the words and Paul wrote them down. All of the books that Paul wrote are in the New Testament. Now remember, they're God's words and God inspired Paul to write these letters and books that he had written. The book that our memory verse is from today is 1 Corinthians. Corinthians is actually a group of believers, people who believe in Jesus, and they lived at a place called Corinth. Paul was writing this letter to him. He wrote two letters to this group at Corinth. So we have 1 Corinthians and 2 Corinthians because there's two different letters. The memory verse today is found in chapter 10, verse 31 of 1 Corinthians. So if you have a Bible, first you would look up 1 Corinthians, and you can always go to the table of contents and find the page number to turn over there. Then you look up the chapter, which is chapter 10, and then you would look up the verse, verse 31. It says, whether therefore ye eat or drink or whatsoever ye do, do all to the glory of God. 1 Corinthians 10, 31. So this verse says, whether therefore ye eat or drink or whatsoever ye do. Remember, ye is a word for you. So it's saying whatever you do throughout your day, if you're eating, if you're drinking or whatever you do, you should do it with something very special in mind. Do all to the glory of God. That's what you're supposed to do in every action that you do. Eat, drink, whatever it might be. Do all to the glory of God. God wants you to glorify him, to do everything so others can see that God is great and that he lives in you. Yes, the way that you eat and drink and act and everything that goes on throughout the day, all the choices that you make, all should be done to give glory to God. And others should see through your life that God is great and he lives in you. 1 Corinthians 10.31 Whether therefore ye eat or drink or whatsoever ye do, do all to the glory of God. 1 Corinthians 10, 31. So if you have believed on Jesus, God has a special purpose for your life. 
He wants you to bring glory to him at all times and in everything you think, everything you say, and everything you do. Glorifying God is the best way to live. But if you've never believed on Jesus yet, you can't bring glory to God until you make that decision. So today, you will get an opportunity to believe in Jesus. 1 Corinthians 10.31 Whether therefore ye eat or drink or whatsoever ye do, do all to the glory of God. 1 Corinthians 10.31 God wants you to do everything with something very important in mind, and that is to give God glory in everything that you do. Give God the glory. God wants you to glorify him. 1 Corinthians 10.31 Whether therefore ye eat or drink or whatsoever ye do, do all to the glory of God. 1 Corinthians 10.31 to solve riddles? Try this riddle. Out of the eater came forth meat, and out of the strong came forth sweetness. Hmm. Any of you know the answer to that riddle? It's kind of a harder one. In Bible times, riddles were popular games. And Bible times means when people in the Bible were alive. And this riddle that I just shared with you comes from the Bible, and our story begins before the man who gave this riddle was born. The Israelites began to worship idols again after Gideon had died, and God again allowed the people who lived in the land to rule over the Israelites. Oh, the Israelites were being attacked by their enemies once again because they had disobeyed God and began worshiping idols and false gods. This time, the people that were fighting against the Israelites and ruling over them was the Philistines. They were mighty warriors who worshipped a false god called Dagon. Not everyone in Israel worshipped false gods. There was a man and his wife who worshipped the one true God. They were Israelites, and his name was Manoah. Manoah and his wife worshipped the true and living God, the one true God. Now Manoah and his wife had not been able to have children, and it was very sad for them. In Bible times, and even today in many parts of the world, if you don't have children, your life is not complete. So it must have been very sad for Manoah and his wife to not have any children. Mrs. Manoah, the Bible doesn't say her name, so we'll call her Mrs. Manoah. That's Manoah's wife. She must have been very surprised one day when the angel of the Lord came to her and told her, you have not been able to have children, but now you're going to have a son. Wow, God had a special plan for this baby. The angel said, you may never cut his hair because he is to be a Nazarite. What is a Nazarite? 
A Nazarite was a person dedicated to God. Their life would be completely given to God. And when people saw that that person had hair that was never cut, that was to show them that God had chosen that person for a very special purpose and reason. The angel told Mrs. Manoah, God has chosen your son to deliver Israel from the Philistines. Mrs. Manoah must have been very excited and very shocked and amazed to hear that. Her son was chosen even before he was born? God had a special purpose for his life. God has a special purpose for your life too. And do you know what that is? If you're very young, most of the time you don't quite know yet what God wants you to do when you grow up. But if you have believed in Jesus, you can know who God wants you to be. God wants you to be a person who really loves him and obeys him in everything. He wants you to eat the foods that are healthy, to do your best in school, to be kind to others. God wants you to give him glory in all that you do. And doing all to the glory of God means that the way you live your life is clean. It's pure. It's staying away from sinful things. People will give God credit for the kind of person that you are. So when people see you giving God glory in everything that you do, then people can know how great and wonderful God is. When you bring glory to God, you're not ashamed of what you do. You don't have to hide things or be afraid of getting caught in a lie. Because if you do all to the glory of God, you won't be lying. Because telling lies is not the way that God wants you to live and what God wants you to say. If you have believed in Jesus, you can show by the way you live that God has a special purpose for your life. Remember what our memory verse says from today? 1 Corinthians 10, 31. Whether therefore ye eat or drink or whatsoever ye do, do all to the glory of God. 1 Corinthians 10, 31. You can give God glory in your life. If you've believed in Jesus, then live the way that God wants you to live. God wants you to stay away from sinful things and to live your life in a clean, from sin, and a pure way. God has a special purpose for your life. And God had a special purpose for that baby that Manoah and his wife would have. Now, Mrs. Manoah hurried to tell her husband what the angel had said, and he was very excited. The Bible says the first thing he did was to pray. He asked God to send the angel back to them to tell them how to bring up their baby. Wouldn't it be great to have a father like that? Manoah really cared about this baby that would be born. And one day, while Mrs. Manoah was working in the fields, the angel came again, and she hurried to get her husband, Manoah. And Manoah came, and he knew that God had a special plan for his son's life. He wanted to know how he and his wife could be the kind of parents that God wanted them to be. So when the baby was born, Manoah and his wife named the baby Samson. They prayed for him, and they watched him grow. And as he grew, his hair grew longer too. But remember that the angel of the Lord told Manoah and his wife, don't cut his hair. He is a Nazarite. The people of Israel could tell by looking at Samson that he was a Nazarite. And that means God had chosen him for a very special purpose. The Bible says Samson grew and the Lord blessed him. Well, as Samson grew up, he was much older now. 
he went down to a place called Timnah, and there he saw a Philistine. And this was a Philistine girl, and he found her very attractive because it says in the Bible that he went home and he told his parents to make arrangements for him to marry that Philistine girl. In those days, children did not choose who they wanted to get married to. Their parents made arrangements for them. Israelites were not supposed to marry the Philistines because the Philistines did not believe in the true and living God. But that girl that Samson wants to marry is a Philistine. The Philistine people worship false gods, like the one that they worship especially called Dagon. This Philistine girl did not believe in the true and living God. Do you believe in the true and living God? He's the creator of heaven and earth, and he made you and me. He is holy. That means he's perfect. He loves you. The Bible says even that God is love. You can find that in 1 John 4, 8. God loved you so much. He sent Jesus, God the Son, into the world as a baby. And he was given the name Jesus because there was a very special reason God had chosen for him. And that reason was to save all people from their sins. Do you know what is sin? I'm sure you can tell me. Sin is anything you think, say, or do that displeases God. You were born wanting to sin, wanting to go your own way instead of God's way. And that's why you refuse to forgive someone who hurt you, or you make fun of someone, or you sin in other ways too. And the Bible says, there is none that doeth good, no, not one. You deserve punishment for your sin, and that punishment is to be separated from God forever. And the only person who never sinned is Jesus. He is the perfect son of God. He was the only one who could take the punishment for the wrong things you and I do. And Jesus took that punishment when he gave his life's blood on the cross. The Bible says, in whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins. After Jesus died, his friends buried his body in a tomb. And on the third day after, Jesus' body was gone because he was alive. Jesus showed himself to many people, and then he returned to heaven. That's where he is today. He provided the only way for you to truly know the true and living God. Do you believe in him? Samson's parents believed in the true and living God. But how do you think they felt? When Samson came home and he told them he wanted to get married to this Philistine girl, they probably felt a bit sad. They knew that God had a special purpose for Samson's life. And if Jesus is your savior, God has a special purpose for your life. Part of that special purpose is to bring God glory in everything you do. So what were some ways we talked about that you can bring glory to God? God wants you to treat your body properly, eating healthy foods, exercise, things like that. God wants you to do your best in school, to be kind to others. Making those kind of choices will bring glory to God. And the Bible says, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your father who is in heaven. You can read the Bible, God's word. You can pray and ask other people who believe in Jesus, other Christians, for advice when you have choices to make. God wants others to know by the way you think and talk and act that you belong to Jesus. So by your actions, people should be able to tell that you belong to Jesus. God has a purpose for your life, a very special purpose, a wonderful plan for your life. 
and God had a very special purpose for Samson's life too. But Samson wasn't thinking about God's plan. He was thinking about that beautiful Philistine girl, and he wanted to marry her. But God had not forgotten the special purpose he had for Samson. So Samson's parents went with him to the place called Timnah. And on the way, Samson was attacked by a lion. The Spirit of the Lord gave Samson the strength to rip apart the lion with his own hands. He didn't have a gun. He didn't have a sword. He didn't have a spear or any weapons. He just tore apart that lion with his own bare hands. Wow. Samson, though, didn't tell anyone what happened. And sometime later, when Samson returned to marry the Philistine girl, he stopped by the place where he killed that lion. And he saw the lion, and he saw its bones and its skeleton, and he saw some bees inside the dead lion. The bees had built their hive, and they were making honey. And Samson, you know what he did? He took his hands and he dipped his hands into the honey and he ate it. He ate it and he went on to his wedding then. He gave some of the honey to his parents, but he didn't tell them where it came from. Now at the marriage feast, so they had a celebration, right, for the marriage. And the celebration lasted a week, not just one day. At the marriage feast were 30 wedding guests to help Samson celebrate. Everyone was laughing and having a good time, but Samson decided to give them something to solve. He gave them that riddle, that riddle that I mentioned at the beginning. And Samson said, if you solve the riddle in seven days, I will give each of you a beautiful set of clothes. But if you don't solve the riddle, you must give me a new set of clothes. So Samson told them the riddle. Out of the eater came forth meat, and out of the strong came forth sweetness. Well, the 30 wedding guests tried for three days to solve the riddle, but they couldn't get it. They just couldn't come up with an answer. They went to Samson's wife, the Philistine girl, and they threatened to burn her and her father to death if she did not get the answer for them. Wow, they were desperate. So Samson's wife went to him, and she cried, and she nagged him for the rest of the week. And she told him, you don't love me. If you really loved me, you'd tell me the answer to the riddle. Samson got so tired of listening to his wife complain that he told her the answer. So as soon as he told her the answer, she hurried off to the 30 wedding guests. And she told them the answer so that her and her family would not be hurt. Imagine the proud look on the 30 wedding guests as they came up to Samson with the answer. They said, what is sweeter than honey and what is stronger than a lion? Samson knew they must have found out from his wife. He was so angry. And in his anger, Samson began to fight the Philistines. The spirit of the Lord gave him power to kill 30 Philistines in another city. He took their clothes and he gave them to his wedding guests who had solved the riddle. But Samson thought, I won't stay here. He went right back to his parents' home and his wife's father, so his father-in-law, was so sure that Samson would never come back. Do you know what happened? Samson's father-in-law told his daughter, the Philistine girl, to marry Samson's friend. And she did. 
By the time the Philistines had wheat harvest, Samson had calmed down, and he went back to visit his wife. But his father-in-law saw Samson coming and would not let him in because the Philistine girl had remarried. Samson was so angry. Somehow, he did this, and he did it because he was so angry. He caught 300 foxes, and he got those foxes together, and he tied their tails together in pairs. Could you imagine this? 300 foxes. So he took two of them and tied their tails together, and then he put something by their tails. He fastened a torch to each pair of tails. So he took like a piece of wood, lit it on fire, and put it right where the tails were tied together. And when he put the torch with the fire in between the fox's tails, then he let them run. And he let them loose in a field that was ready to harvest. And it was all this grain. The crops were dry and they caught fire quick. It was impossible for the Philistines to put out the fire and all their crops were destroyed at one time. The Philistines were so upset. They said, what can we do to pay back Samson? They were so angry that they killed Samson's former wife and her father. Remember the Philistine girl and Samson's father-in-law? The Philistines were so angry that they killed them. Samson decided to destroy even more Philistines. He went down to a place called Etam, and he stayed in a cave there. And meanwhile, the Philistines gathered their army, and they went to Judah because they wanted to get rid of Samson. They wanted to kill Samson. But the men of Judah were so afraid of the Philistines that they found Samson and tied him with two new ropes and took him to the Philistines. Samson agreed to go with them as long as they promised not to kill him themselves. The Philistines saw Samson coming, and they ran toward him, and they were shouting their war cry, and the Spirit of the Lord gave Samson great power. He pulled on the ropes, and they dropped to the ground as if they had been burned off. Samson was so strong because God gave him that strength. Samson quickly looked around for something to fight with, and he saw a bone. This was not just any bone. It was a bone from a donkey who had died, a jawbone of a donkey. And the jawbone is um, like around your mouth. Samson grabbed that donkey's jawbone and began to swing it back and forth. Samson had killed one thousand Philistine soldiers with the jawbone of a donkey. With God's help, Samson began to do God's special purpose for his life. The Israelites had waited for someone like Samson. They realized God had chosen him to begin to deliver them from the Philistines. And Samson also was their judge. Samson judged Israel for 20 years. Now, sometimes he made good choices. Sometimes he went his own way and didn't make choices that please God. He was not a perfect leader, but God used him to accomplish his purpose of keeping the Philistines under control. And if Jesus is your savior, God has a special purpose for your life. What part of that purpose does our memory verse today talk about? 1 Corinthians 10.31. That talks about giving all glory to God. That talks about giving God glory in everything that you do. 
1 Corinthians 10.31 Whether therefore ye eat, or drink, or whatsoever ye do, do all to the glory of God. 1 Corinthians 10.31 God wants you to give Him glory in everything that you do. And by reading your Bible and praying each day, that will help you to do God's special purpose for your life. And you can bring God glory by doing that. But before you can bring glory to God, you must first believe on the Lord Jesus as your Savior. God says in the Bible, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. Jesus died on the cross to pay for your sins, and then he rose again. And to believe on Jesus is to trust completely in him to save you from the punishment you deserve for your sin. If you've never put your trust in Jesus to save you, you can believe on him today. You can tell God that you are a sinner and that you believe Jesus died on the cross and rose again. Will you make that decision to believe on Jesus? It's a decision that is very serious and very special. If you are ready to do that, you can tell him something like this and truly mean it. Dear Jesus, I have sinned and I am sorry. I believe you died and rose again. Please save me from my sin and change me on the inside to live your way with your help. In Jesus' name, amen. If you truly do believe on Jesus, then he will save you from the punishment of your sin. If you would like to read about Samson and how the angel came to his parents and how he defeated the Philistines with the donkey's jawbone and the other things that we learned about today, you can read about it in Judges chapters 13, chapter 14, and chapter 15. So three chapters, Judges 13, 14, and 15. Well, that's all for this time. See you next time. Bye.